Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lauren Robinson, Sports Radio 1019 FM, the band WFAN. Welcome to the program. I'm Lori Rubinson, talking sports, having fun with you here on The Fan at 877-337-6666. It is another TGIF. Thank God it's football Sunday here in New York City on The Fan. Happy to be with you. Obviously, we got to do a rehash and break down yesterday's uh Train wreck, car crash, whatever you want to call it, of a game, a loss. The Giants getting shellacked by the Eagles, 38-7. to We'll talk about that. My guest coming up after the 1 o'clock update, Dan Schneier. He's the co-host of Big Blue Banter podcast on the Giants, also on CBS Sports. Um, so Dan will join me, and we'll uh, have a thoughtful conversation about the Giants, some perspective on the loss. What I mean, obviously, the Eagles are a more talented team, but what went wrong for it to be so bad? And then a little step back and perspective on the season as a whole, what went right, and what do we take away? Most important things we're taking away from the Giants' season. And what's next? A lot of hard decisions for Joe Shane, the general manager, as he looks ahead, free agency, um, and so many needs on this Giants team, what are the priorities? So all of that, that's uh, going to dive into that in a second also um, and talk to uh, Dan about that. And, of course, taking your calls, you want to weigh in. Phone lines are open, 877-337-6666. And you can hit me up on Twitter, at L. Rubinson. On Twitter, hit me up there. And I'll read some uh, comments, questions on the air as well. Mike Flegelman is producing, which means, as far as I'm concerned, all is right with the universe. And CeeLo, I think, is uh, following me tonight for a little overnight. So uh, you're in good hands. As well. All right. Um, also going to get into have to big day today, and two very interesting football games, playoff games for very different reasons. And one of the questions as you watch the Bills it was glorious. It was a winter wonderland. The snow coming down. If you're Buffalo and the fans, Bills Mafia, all of that. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better setting. You're at home against the Bengals. And, uh, I mean, 
in some ways, that's as a worse loss. It really is. It's a worse loss than even what the Giants had the night before because with the expectations the Bills had coming into this season to get uh, – I mean, there was no point. Once once the Bengals went up 14 nothing in this game, there was no point in that football game after the first quarter that I thought the Bills were even in the game or had any chance to win. Just didn't seem like it. Bengals thoroughly outclassed them. And so we got to talk about that game. And I'm curious what you think. I'll weigh in here as well. But game that followed it where the Cowboys lose in heartbreaking, uh, you know, a heart, I mean, just painful. Um, Jerry Jones afterwards saying he is sick about this loss. And I get it. They lose 19-12 to 12 to the 49ers. Um, certainly they were in this game, chance to win. But Dak Prescott, uh, their defense was brilliant, the Cowboys. Dan Quinn will parlay that, their defensive coordinator, <laughs> parlay that performance right into a head coaching job. But Cowboys lose to the 49ers. Dak Prescott had an opportunity to change the narrative about him, change his legacy. I mean, Dak's going to be 30 next season. He's not 25. So at some point, you got to start changing the narrative. And, and you do that with postseason wins. And not just winning a wild card, super wild card game. You do that when you're you know, 29 years old and you've been in the league a while and you have a lot of talent on your football team and you have a star for the Dallas Cowboys on your helmet. Well, you're supposed to do that. By getting by by winning Super Bowls, of course, um, would be the hope if you're a Cowboys fan. But at least you got to move forward and get to an NFC Championship game, don't you? Cowboys coming up short of the NFC Championship game. Uh, that's 12, 12 playoff cycles in a row, and and they don't get there. So, um, so which loss is worse? Which team? I'm curious between the ones that played today, the Buffalo Bills getting blown out by the Bengals or the Cowboys and poor clock management, poor execution in the end. Zach, uh, Dak looks bad. Mike McCarthy looks bad. You know, uh, All of that looks bad. Dalton Schultz, I don't know what he was doing in the fourth quarter, but which team? Which is worse? Which situation is worse right now? Cowboys or Bills? 877-337-6666. All right. We're going to dive into all of that. Tons to do, but we're going to start with the Giants. And last night, after, yeah, Brian Dable after the game called it a car crash. Giants ran into a car crash of a game. 38-7. to And also, like I just said about the Bills, uh, they went down 14 to nothing after that first quarter, and I didn't think the at, at no point did I think the Bills really had a chance to win that football game. Well, certainly. 
overwhelmingly the same can be said for the New York Giants. They went down 14 to nothing and in the first quarter, and, and that was it. The game felt over, and it was. It was over. So they were not competitive, and that's not what you want. After a season that had so much promise to be not competitive, in order to win, the Giants would have had to have played not just a clean game, but a virtually perfect game. And they didn't even come close to doing that. They were bad in every way they could have been bad. Offense, defense, uh, special teams were meh. Uh, that was fine. But uh, offense, defense, coaching. Usually the Giants have a coaching edge, not in this game. They were just bad. But I had people last night in my uh, Twitter feed who, Giants fans, who usually rely on me on a Sunday after a Giants game to come on the air. Um, Giants fans, Jets fans, Yankees fans, Mets fans, whatever, um, relying on me uh, for a little sports therapy when things go poorly. And so Giants fans, I was not able to do it last night, but I told you on Twitter that I would do it tonight. And here's the point. Here's the glass is half full take if you want it. A little Giants therapy for those who got a little bruised last night, Giants fans, had a bad night, woke up this morning, checked the box score again and saw 38-7 to to the dreaded Eagles. And here's the glass is half full on this game. In some ways, if the Giants were going to lose, it is better that they got blown out because now if there was any doubt by their general manager, from their general manager, Joe Shane, from the Giants front office, from their head coach, Brian Dable, if there was any doubt that the Giants were somehow close, had closed a gap between themselves in talent and the Philadelphia Eagles, it was abundantly clear last night that that is not the case. And if the Giants had played a virtually, let's say, perfect game, played a clean football game, gotten a little lucky, you know, maybe, I don't know, Lane Johnson uh, uh, can't go, gimps it out and goes off the field at some point or a few other breaks go for the Giants and suddenly this football game ends and the Eagles win a close one. Well, I'm not saying it would have happened, but maybe General Manager Joe Shane buys into the mirage of thinking that the Giants and the Eagles are close in talent. So here's the good news. The good news here is this was supposed to be year one of a rebuild for the New York Giants. This was a team, I mean, except for a few hardy souls of you who predicted somehow nine wins, most of us were predicting things like five wins. I was. I thought to myself, this is year one of a rebuild. This is a football team that went 4-13 and 13 last year, and because of salary cap reasons, thank you, Dave Gettleman, they had to get rid of players like James Bradbury. So, in, they got rid of talented players from last year's team 
and they went 4-13 and last year. Well, I thought, okay, new coaching staff, give them an extra game, even though they've stepped back a little in some, some areas in talent. No Blake Martinez, no Logan Ryan, but okay. We'll give them an extra game. I could have believed two, maybe six wins. But basically nine and a half. Nine wins at a tie. And then they go ahead and win a playoff game. For year one of a rebuild, talk to the other teams that have been longtime rebuilders for years. Frankly, Giants fans, we've seen rebuilds, right? There were the Joe Judge rebuilds, the Pat Shermer rebuilds. Like, we've seen rebuilds. And it's not like this was a team that was just a few years removed from a a playoff win or a Super Bowl drive with some of the still remaining talent on that team. This was a team that stunk. Tied for the Jets. Coming into this season, Giants and Jets tied for the worst record in the NFL over like the last five years. I mean, the Giants had been... I don't want to be a jerk here, but like just a hot mess, garbage, whatever you want to say. Uh, at, At times last season, at times truly unwatchable. By the time they got to the... You know, when Daniel Jones got hurt last year and they were into the um, backup quarterback portion of the season, and by week 18, they were taking a knee on second and third down, basically uh, putting the flag up with Giants fans wearing bags over their heads, and every they were the butt of jokes of the league. That's where we were a year ago for this Giants team. And one year later, they nine wins, one tie, call it nine and a half, and a, and a playoff win. And most of those games, when you looked across the field at the other team, they had more talent than the Giants. And so what did we learn about this Giants team? Number one, we learned that they made the right decision at head coach. Brian Dable did not have a good game coaching against the Eagles last night. Did not. But the balance of the season and the progress they made from last year to this year with a roster that clearly was giving up you know, a, a gap in talent versus most opponents. And yet what we watched over the course of the season also with his coaching staff, not just Dable, but the entire coaching staff that he hired, and, and you know, including top-notch coordinators and assistants, not all of whom were his best friends and buddies. It wasn't a friends and family policy. I have to hire my friends that a lot of coaches do. Instead, he went out and interviewed interesting guys and brought in talent because he thought they'd be best for the job. Mike Kafka, Wink Martindale. And then, yeah, did bring along 
his QB, uh, a QB coach from Buffalo and some other guys he might have known. But how about a guy like Andre Patterson for defensive line or keeping a guy like Jerome Henderson? So, overall, a really talented coaching staff, but led by a head coach that we saw could improve a football team, make players better. Rookie head coach who can handle game management, in-game decisions, clock management, and coach up players, accountability, leader of men, schemes that were smart, Empowering players and coaches. So learning that you have the right head coach is no small thing. I would say there are th- the three most important roles. If you want to have continued success in the NFL, of course, look, 53-man rosters, practice squads, full coaching staffs, full front offices, it's all of that, Sure. But the top three roles, if you want to have sustained success, be a competitive team, consistently go to the playoffs, and you hope at some point during that consistent playoff run that you pop a a Super Bowl or two in there. Three most important roles are the quarterback, the head coach, and the general manager. Need to get those three Reasonably right. Those those have to be good. Good to great. And in Brian Dable, the Giants have a keeper. The Giants have a head coach. But do they have a quarterback? I know there are Giants fans who are mixed on this. I would say I understand that just like Brian Dable got outcoached, did not coach a good game against the Eagles, Look, Daniel Jones probably had his worst game of the season. He was, you know, as as good as Daniel was for a lot of this season, as terrific as he was against Minnesota, he was not that player on Saturday night. The decision-making was not the same. The accuracy was not the same. He was bad. 15 to 27, 135 yards, an interception, six runs for 24 yards, not a ton of impact with his legs the way he usually is. has. Philadelphia's team speed, Philadelphia's game plans, and the Giants' lack of talent at receiving, you know, whether that's wide receivers, tight ends, all of it. The Giants' lack of weapons, those receivers turned into pumpkins. Clock struck midnight, Giants' receivers turned into pumpkins. And so the feel-good stories of these, you know, the, the punt returner, Richie James was the best of them with seven catches for 51 yards, but uh, Saquon was a couple of catches for 21 yards, Um but there was, you know, Marcus Johnson with one catch, Lawrence Cager with one catch, Darius Slayton, one catch for four yards. True, Daniel Jones missed him when he was open. How about Isaiah Hodgins, 
who'd been so good for the Giants, one catch for three yards, and Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end, one catch for four yards. These guys, nobody is a number one wide receiver. I'm not sure that there's a number two wide receiver on this team. Probably not. If you watched football today and watched the Cincinnati Bengals with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, their number three, would by far be the most accomplished, best, most talented wide receiver on the New York Giants. Giants need a true number one, but that's just one of so many. The lesson, the takeaway from that Eagles game is that there is a huge gap in talent and team speed between the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. And so the good news is that for a season that was supposed to be a rebuild, that a team that was supposed to win five, six, most optimistically with a soft schedule, seven? games they won nine games with a tie call it nine and a half plus a playoff game and provided joy and happiness for their fans in what was year one of a rebuild and at the end by getting their their butts kicked 38-7 by the Eagles they also sent the clear message to the front office to Joe Shane don't be afraid to make changes to this football team because they're not there yet. And to be clear-eyed that this was year one of a rebuild. And now we look ahead to year two. Lots of needs. Upgrade the talent, take a step forward, and hopefully with this coaching staff, and hopefully with Daniel Jones as quarterback, take a step forward, upgrade the talent, get better, make the playoffs again in year two of a rebuild. That's a good way to rebuild. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.